Well, as you heard there, as part of the COVID-19 restrictions in the UK, the fans are going to be allowed now to return to outdoor sporting events in what they call low-risk areas. And the British Prime Minister there, whose voice you've just heard, Boris Johnson, having announced that up to 4,000 spectators will be allowed to attend the Premier League games in lowest-risk Tier 1 areas of England uh, when a month-long national lockdown to contain the spread of COVID-19 has been lifted on the 2nd of December. All right, let's go to AP's global sports correspondent. That's Rob Harris, who joins me on the line. Rob, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening. These measures, how have they been welcomed, and what is your interpretation of what's about to happen here with the 4,000 spectators? Paint a picture for us. Yeah, there's been a desperate desire from football teams and from fans in particular for fans to return to the stadium. It's been March now since fans were actually allowed in to watch any games. You know, the last game really in England was at the top level was that Liverpool Atletico Madrid game at Anfield on March the 11th, the same day that the COVID-19 pandemic was officially declared by the World Health Organization. There had been hope that fans would be allowed to return in October, but then all those plans were completely put on hold as the second wave in coronavirus cases caused great alarm in uh, across England. And then it was only just a couple of weeks ago that England was put into a new national lockdown. We're coming to the end of it now on December the 2nd. And from that day, it looks now like uh, fans will be returning at least some parts of the country. But just where, we won't know until Thursday because it all depends on those infection rates across the country. And even when they do come back, only a maximum of 4,000 will be in any stadium. I was going to say that uh, come the 2nd of December, Rob, as you and I know, um, it does not necessarily mean that the numbers would have shot down or coronavirus would have disappeared. Uh, It has been spiking across the globe, incidentally. So what does that mean from a health perspective and the measures that will be taken to ensure the safety of obviously people that are coming to watch the beautiful game? To put this into some sort of perspective, and some of these numbers I expect will alarm people across South Africa, the daily update just received from the government is that another 608 people uh, died from the coronavirus in the last 24 hours, and there are another 11,299 cases. So this is not at a point where we're seeing this crisis disappear. We're not seeing numbers of deaths drop off. There are a higher number of deaths than when England went back into lockdown a few weeks ago, the highest since May. So the return of fans is slightly out of kilter, of course, with the uh, spread of the coronavirus, but it perhaps reflects the need both for some sort of normality to return, the government trying to get fans back in, and also to give some much-needed revenue to uh, the sports teams. I was going to say, there's got to be, I think the last part of your sentence there, Rob, kind of uh, was going to where I was leading to, to say that usually when such decisions are taken, there's pressure from somewhere for something to happen, and it's usually got to do with an economical uh, perspective or an economical um, surrender that they are foreseeing might happen if you know the fans don't come back. There's always a money issue to it. Would I be correct in assessing it in that way? Yeah, the Premier League themselves have been telling the government just how costly it is, the hundreds of millions of pounds it's going to be costing 
through the month if fans aren't allowed into stadium. Just yesterday, Tottenham released their financial results for the year up until the end of June of 2020 this year, and they reported losses in excess of £60 million. They've made a profit of more than £60 million the previous year, and they're saying that if there are no fans allowed in this season, well, they're going to lose potentially £150 million in revenue. They've got a new £1.2 billion stadium and all the debt to service on that. And the thing is, even having just a few thousand fans into the stadium is not going to provide that significant revenue that clubs are looking for. A club like Tottenham that can fit over 60,000, uh, just a few thousand is really uh, not going to fill that revenue void. But it is that big balancing act that is reflecting not only the sport but all wider society. How do you, how do you balance up uh, allowing some sort of normal life to continue while also trying to mitigate the uh, risk of the spread of the virus uh, and ultimately death. And obviously we have in the country at the moment restaurants and bars all closed, but that sector has been absolutely devastated by the uh, loss of revenue and likewise sports teams as well. And it's how long can you necessarily inflict economic damage while trying to preserve lives. How do they ensure, Rob, that the fans, yes, I know that it's across two tiers and there's as little as 4,000 fans that are going to be at the venue itself, but the necessity at times for fans to leave, let's say, their designated seating area and go maybe join another group of fans so that they could sing together and so on. You know at the stadium how things are. They're not like you're sitting in the theater, uh, you know, watching a play of some sort. This is a highly emotive game. Yeah, and the fact is we've been desperate for fans to return to provide the atmosphere, and you don't just want some sort of sterile fan base there who can't sing are completely silent. It wouldn't really seem very different to how we've been enduring these uh, behind-closed-door games. But fans are really going to have to abide by social distancing because the government, the authorities, will be watching to ensure that uh, the rules are abided by, the fact that there isn't any outbreaks of the coronavirus linked to fans gathering. And we have seen UEFA even sort of punish some clubs who wave to see where fans have been there. They haven't been following social distancing. So there's quite an onus on those few fans that are allowed into the stadiums to abide by the rules to ensure that ultimately many more thousands can get into the stadiums. Uh, you know, we are seeing across Europe as well, the likes of France have obviously shut out the fans again, Germany, although we are expecting some sort of announcement thing in, in France tonight just on where they are with the evening of coronavirus restrictions. And so much is now tied up to Christmas because in England we're seeing plans to loosen the restrictions so people can celebrate Christmas and it's all coming in tandem with that to, uh, to gradually... Um, ease the restrictions as the vaccines hopefully do come in. I mean, they are talking about some sort of normality potentially hopefully returning to life in England after Easter, but you're looking at Mm. April for that. And and what about the counter-argument, though, Rob, that talks about a couple of the other clubs uh, who say that, you know, they will actually lose money by opening up their grounds for just the 2,000 to 4,000 fans? Yeah, that's a potential financial impact because they still need to have the staff in. Having a few thousand fans suddenly means you need more stewards, you need more policing, you need more facilities to be open, and yet you're not really getting significant revenue in. It'd be interesting to see how many clubs use these seats, the full capacity they're allowed for regular fans, 
and haven't used it a chance to bring in some of the corporate guests because obviously those corporate hospitality people are paying a lot more money to sit in those executive boxes, which helps to sort of make up their financial shortfall more perhaps than, of course, than a, a regular fan. Uh, and it will, of course, lead to uh, hotly contested tickets. How do you get those uh, seats? But how many clubs believe they have the infrastructure to be able to bring in a few thousand fans pretty safely? The real test they see that they want to prove themselves on is bringing in fans back in big numbers because uh, with not only just social distancing, but I think medical checks as well. One of the game changers, and this may not be, of course, until later into next year, certainly the hope and time for the European Championship, is rapid COVID-19 testing somewhere around the stadium so you get a clean bill of health. We're also talking about health passports as well to be able to prove that you are uh, negative to COVID-19, which uh, allows you to go into the stadium. All right, lots of work to be done. I think we, we always sort of sit back and we watch what's happening globally as far as the trends are concerned. Uh, you know, South Africa is still on pretty much no fans at the stadium whatsoever uh, for the foreseeable future uh, as it stands, Rob. But as always, I want to thank you so much indeed for another in-depth update uh, coming through from you. Uh, do follow at Rob Harris on social media, on Twitter for all the latest breaking news uh, from the world of sport generally. Uh, Rob Harris, AP's Global Sports Correspondent. Thank you so much once again. Great to join you. Keep well and always good to chat. Thank you so much there. Uh, big thanks there to Rob Harris for giving us that update. And, I mean, we, we can't take away the fact that um, the UK, I mean, as it stands, they sit on a total number of COVID-19 related deaths at 55,838. And Rob told you about the overnight increase as well of infections and deaths as far as COVID-19 is concerned. Uh, so as much as, you know, there's a push to return to, no, uh, to normalcy, it's, it's not exactly an answer to the problem. But what is the answer to the problem? Let's hear a couple of voice notes. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. I say yes to fans limited number of fans in the stadium but only if there is protection only if not even one is gonna be getting the virus i know we cannot guarantee that no one will get the virus but only if the the, the fans will be safe at the stadiums mr marawa this is my take on fans going back to the stadium it's moses mukwena of hamukwakwaila thank you mr marawa Hi, Rob. It's Tabucho here. You know, it's with uh, mixed emotions uh, uh, that I comment uh, about the, the return of the fans to the stadium, purely from a viral control point of view, because you know the English fans are very vocal and they're passionate fans who like singing. And I don't know how are they going to sing with their masks on. And again, Rob, we know football is not the same without the fans and, 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 and the players don't respond uh, very well without the fans uh, uh, rallying behind them. So I've got mixed emotions about this and yeah, it's very tricky. Thanks, Rob. So Darubi, Mr. Park. Yeah, Only can hope and wish Darubi. They must be tested before they can go inside the, the, inside the stadium, Tarubi. Can't have football. Barba, boy, over Jesus and Braga, Tawamutus at Tisty Wow.
Good evening, uh, Mr. Marao. Spongelina Mkwanlu, Kamkai Matafen. Hey, it will be a big challenge, Mr. Marao, to see fans scattered there at the sports ground, but I think they'll get used to it. But we normally come together and sing together to cheer the players, but it will be strange to sit in separate seats and all that. Thank you, Marao. Hi Robert, this is David. I support the notion of bringing fans back because it's of no use to open the taverns where people are gathering, playing snooker, uh, brushing shoulders. In the stadium, it's, it, it can be controlled, but at the same time, um, I would like to see monitors for now stopping people from using the Vuvuzela anything that is going to blow the wind from uh, uh, somebody's lungs uh, it must be uh, uh, stopped for now the vuvuzelas must be rested up to until further notice when the situation is normal i thank you evening robert no i think it's it's it's, it's long overdue to see the fans uh, at the stadiums you know i mean people go drinking all weekend and then uh, the functions are open, so why not uh, football fans, you know? I think we are starving as, uh, as supporters, you know. It will be great to see fans at a stadium. It's Ben from Carlton V. All right, Ben, thank you so much. 0605842250. Akona is on the line as well. Akona, good evening. Akona, are you there? She is at that to Mameli radio, so more should thirty seconds. Give a lap as well. Marawakon Marawa, Usafa, Nepias, and Batingela, Tinabasali, Ipola, Matuput, he says, I'll tell and go twenty thirteen and go twenty. Oh, more we will have our fowls out of Penilinga. Sing about me number ทันเดซินิซาโลมาสเกซินยาเนซเลนินโดซากุตซินลินเดนโดซากุตซิซาเลนซิงลินซิคาเซนิทิมุเซตุซิซาลาพาซิซอตโอบุฟิลโอฟ
Rugby player Christophe Dominici. He's been found dead at the age of 48 in the park near Paris. Um, I mean, he played for France, what, 67 times? He was seen by a witness jumping from a disused building in the St. Cloud Park. Our thoughts and memories to the family. May your soul rest in peace. After the news, we'll chat, as we say, in the build-up to the Soweto Derby as well. Pumudzo Manenja will be on standby for that. But right now, though, it's top of the hour. Jolani Tulo with the news.